Blog Talk Radio. Politics will never be the same. Please join Big Sarge and Jay Five-O on the War Room on Mondays from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Sarge Says, Wednesdays from 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a Conspiracy Theory Show, and Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Open Topic Saturdays. The topics are hot, and the guests are intelligent. The War Room is live and unedited. They don't call this the war room for nothing, folks. Now here's your hosts, Big Sarge and J50. Open topics discussion tonight as Big Sarge and J50 tackle the tough issues that normal talk shows are afraid to handle. Please call into our show to discuss, comment, or debate any of the topics that we are discussing. This is a two-hour show that will make you think, keep your mind rolling, and we might change a thought or two. The topics are hot. The people are intelligent. This is an adult show and not for the faint of heart. We don't call this the war room for nothing, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the War Room with Big Sarge and J50. Before we start, um, I decided I want to do this with every show, and uh, I'm going to reach out. And uh, every show, we're going to try to recognize uh, an individual that supports us 110%. And, uh, you know, uh, APR, American Patriot Radio, has a lot of shows that it's attributed with. And we try to make, uh, Jay and I try to make each of those shows in order to show our support. But, you know, there's one person that always comes to our show, has been to each and every one of our shows, and I try to get out there and support her show 110%, and uh, that's Kel the Red Fox, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you, Kel, from the uh, – I think she's, uh, she's from Canada, if I'm not mistaken, the great country of Canada. Well, I say that very loosely. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, uh, uh, thanks, Kel. We really appreciate your support. Kel has a great show as well, too, ladies and gentlemen, so please – uh, go ahead and check her show out. And, uh, Kel, if you could, go ahead and link your show in the chat room. As we get followers in the chat room, they'll be able to uh, uh, to go ahead and visit you. I see our caller queue is already lighting up. Boy, that's always great to see. So, uh, again, thanks, Kel. We appreciate your support. And uh, I'll have Jay go down the chat room here in just a second to uh, uh, um, uh, welcome everybody else that um, – that is uh, listening in. All right. For uh, those of you out there, please follow us on blog talk radio and come by our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash war room one zero one. We also have a Twitter page at uh, the war room one Oh one. 
And we are on American Patriot Radio at AmericanPatriotRadio.com. Just hit the live button. We have a chat room already set up there. So if a, a lot, like I said, here in, in a few weeks, we're uh, definitely going to be all the way over there. So if you could uh, join us over there, get an account set up um, in our chat room over there. That's where our chat room, uh, that's where we will be fielding all our questions and stuff from our chat room. So BTR is going to go away in a couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen. This is our last month here on BTR as we make the transition over to American Patriot Radio. So please join us over there on that chat room. And again, that is AmericanPatriotRadio.com. Hit the live button. Go to the live. Your chat room will pop up. You'll see a thing on the left that says Chat Tango. If you don't want to sign up for Chat Tango, you can always just chat as a guest. You just put your name in, and uh, and, uh, and you'll go right into the chat room itself. So it is a third-party chat. We don't share any of the information with anybody, and American Patriot Radio does not see any of your information. So um, please join us over there, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. Please join us over there as we make this transition, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. All right. Also, please uh, join the conversation in our Facebook page. Um, I want to thank everybody that's listening out there uh, that has hit like this week. Um, We've uh, probably had about 40 or 50 new likes on our Facebook page. So, again, thanks, everybody. Without your support, we couldn't make this happen. Without all our listeners out there, again, we appreciate all your support. Uh, It's very – it's very great to have each and every one of you listen in and support uh, the war room with Big Sergeant J50. Ladies and gentlemen, also visit our our website. Sorry about that. Also visit our website at uh, www.warroom101.com. Jay put a lot of work into that website. And uh, let's, uh, if you can, just kind of visit us over there. We got Sarge says we got the the blue line with J five O coming up here in the near future. So there's a lot of great stuff, a lot of great content on that website. And here, really soon, we're going to be doing video shows, live video feeds uh, for our radio shows. And uh, we have a chat room in there as well that we will be fielding just for those videos alone. So there's a lot of stuff up on the uh, deck here. Um, uh, for the war room, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, please uh, join us uh, if you can. The call-in number for the show tonight's show is 929-477-1432. That number, again, is 929-477-1432. Uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Open Topic Saturday, so uh, uh, feel free to call in. Uh, it's... Um, it's a great show, as always our Saturday shows go. And you know what? It can go either way. <laughs> and no matter who calls in or, or what we talk about, it seems like the conversation just is uh, keeps getting better and better every single time. So, again, like I said, it is it is open topic. I would like to, to let everybody know that's – boy, our, 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 um, our switchboard is lighting up as we speak. To keep your comments brief, uh, don't ramble on for five, six minutes about the same thing uh, because we have other people – 
that is uh, that is trying to get in to uh, talk. I will keep the floor open from time to time, and anybody can just chime in. And um, so, uh, Jay, why don't you go ahead and uh, do a quick shout out to uh, everybody that we have. The chat room is still filling up, and I know there's another show out there that's closing up, and folks are starting to filter in from that show as well. So uh, go ahead and do a quick shout out to everybody there, Jay Five O. And hey, welcome back. Jay just came off a of vacation, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before I uh, throw the uh, shout outs out there, I just want to let everybody know because I've had a lot of uh, questions in the uh, chat room and a lot of support. Um, last Wednesday morning at about 530 a.m., uh, my wife heard my son making a strange sound, uh, breathing sound on our uh, baby monitor. And luckily, thank God, we have a really good baby monitor and uh, we caught the sound. Uh, we went in there and, and uh, got him and uh, he's three years old. And uh, he had uh, he was gasping for air and he was completely unresponsive. His eyes were open and fixed. Uh, we called the ambulance. The ambulance got here in like four minutes. They, uh, the response team was really great. I want to make a long story short. We got him to the hospital. They put him on a ventilator. Uh, his uh, left lung was collapsed and uh, it was caused from him aspirating on uh, during a seizure. So uh, everything ended up working out great, though. He has uh, no after effects at all from uh, the uh, being on the ventilator. And um, he's fine. He's great. We were at the beach. We had a great time this weekend. He was playing on the beach, and everything is fine. So I just want to thank everybody out there for your support while we were going through all of this. Now, uh, the, uh, the chat room. I want to welcome everybody uh, that's in the chat room right now. Of course, Doc Miola. He's on here right now streaming us live on American Patriot Radio. Um, we will not be with BTR much longer, you guys. Uh, love you guys. We're going to be switching over to APR. I hope everybody comes with us. Uh, we love you all. We love our listeners. Uh, we're going to throw a shout-out to Kilroy out there, to LD1, to the Alaskan. What's up, Boyd? And to my foxy lady, Miss Kel, out there. Now, uh, we also are going to throw a uh, shout-out to the Nightman1701 listening to us live on APR. And I uh, hope everybody has a great time tonight. Y'all light those phones up so we can get some conversation going. We talk hard around here. What do you think, Sarge? Yeah, thanks, uh great to have you back jay and uh thanks uh for everybody that's uh listening he's absolutely right uh we are uh, uh definitely a show that uh would like that tries to recognize all the support out there and all our listeners support because it, you are the folks that make our show and we really appreciate it so uh hey everybody it's time for sarge says All right, you know, and what I'm about to say, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to take the, you know, don't take the wrong way, all right? Jay and I work very hard on our show. We work very hard building the website. Jay works very hard building the website. I market my ass off to try to get folks to join us. It looks like our our Facebook page is taking off quite well. It even looks like our radio show is taking off quite well. I know... Some people are stuck on BTR and the chat room. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I get it. Okay. But here's the deal. 
If you're going to follow, if you if you truly like Big Sarge or J Five O, if you like what we do, you like what you hear on this show, the chat room's only a small, minute portion of it. Get your asses over to AmericanPatriotRadio.com. Register for a free account over there. If you don't want to register for a free account over there, do me a favor. Just log on as a guest. You don't even have to log on. You just put your name in there and hit enter, and then you can chat with us. Look, you don't have to download anything. Um, you don't have to uh, – uh, Jay, am I coming over okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. I had a couple uh, of folks say that they couldn't hear anything uh, that's in the APR chat there. All right. Uh, well, regardless, um, what I was saying is, please move over with us. Okay. A chat room is semantics. A chat room is a small portion of what we do. All right. BTR is going to, you know, it, it's, it's a thing of the past. You know, there's still a lot of great shows on BTR uh, for what they charge a month, in my opinion. And, 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 and it's a great platform. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But what they charge a month, it just, you know, it just doesn't, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, we just, we just don't get what we pay for. You know, the, the, the return on investment is just not there. And Cal makes a good point. She says, well, we still get email notifications. Here's where you will get notifications. Ladies and gentlemen, BTR is getting old. You're absolutely right. Cal. Here's where you will get notifications at on our Facebook page. And that's why I throw our Facebook page out there every single time. It's, uh, again, for those of you who don't know, it's www.facebook.com forward slash War Room 101. We pin each of our shows out there. Uh, you'll see a schedule. There will be a schedule up on um, the APR radio show. They, they got an old schedule up there right now. Um, so, as they're updating the site, uh, they got the new site up and running right now, but the schedule will, will, will be posted here uh, very soon on uh, APR. And not only that, um, we're, we have, we're going to have a subscription button set up on our website at uh, www.warroom, I'm sorry, thewarroom101.com. Uh, and that, that for our website, again, that's www.thewarroom101.com. Uh, it'll show up on the front page. It'll, it'll say hit here to subscribe or hit here to enter your email in. As soon as you get us your email, and again, we'll, uh, Jay's going to take care of that this week, you'll get all the notifications for when we go live on our shows. But our schedule's pretty much set. Um, for those of you who are following us, for those of you that uh, um, that listen in, you pretty much know every Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can bet your damn well ass, we're going live here in the war room. Okay, so our format, our format shouldn't be the reason why you don't follow us over there. If you really like our show, and you know what, I've been talking to other people, a couple of other people are like, oh, I don't like the chat room and yada, yada, yada. Well, you know what, APR is working on that. Eventually, they're going to get a better chat room in there. But that's the chat room we have right now. And that's, uh, that's where we got to go. All right, that's where we want to go. I mean, come on. We're going to be streaming in high definition, ladies and gentlemen, here very soon. And that's a great thing for us. And not only that, for us, American Patriot Radio is taking care of us and spitting the bill for everything. So that's a no-brainer for me. That's a win-win for Jay and I because now we don't have to hash out stuff from our own pocket and not get what we're paying for because our return on investment for American APR right now is tenfold. And besides... It's a great radio network with some great people, some great shows, 
and it's where we're going to be. So you're either going to follow us or you're not going to follow us. And I'll tell you what, if you want to stay here on BTR, stay here on BTR. When we make it big over on America Patriot Radio and our show grows, blase, blase, you're going to remember one day back when Big Sarge said move with us. And you're still going to be stuck here on BTR listening to uh, some old shows. So if you want to get with the program, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you get your butts over on APR. Go hit AmericanPatriotRadio.com. Hit the live button. Make yourself a, a Chat Tango account. If you don't want to, just sign in as a guest. Join us in the chat room in there because in a couple of weeks, that's where we're going to be anyhow. And if you don't want to join us, I'm not going to argue with you about it. I've had quite a couple of conversations with a couple of folks here that say they're not going to follow us over to APR because of the chat room. And again, I tell you what, if that's the case, then you know what? We don't want you anyhow. And I, and I know it's, it's, it's kind of harsh to say, but it is what it is. And, uh, and that's the damn truth. You know, you follow us because not because of the chat room, you follow us because you want to, you want to listen to what we have to say. So uh, I'm going to stop going on with that. Uh, um, I'm not going to say anything more about that. Uh, However, I am going to say something about um, a couple of libtards um, attacking our show uh, here this week. I've been called, the show's been called, and our platform, it's because we're conservative, of course, um, has been called hypocritical. Um, they're attacking uh, everything that we say. Uh, they're telling us that, uh, you know, it's the basic liberal bullshit that you hear every single day. Because you know what? They don't understand that you come on the war room with Big Sergeant J50. It doesn't matter if you're liberal. It doesn't matter if you're left. It doesn't matter if you're center. It doesn't matter if you're independent. You still get to talk. However, we all know what the libtard agenda is, and that's to shut every conservative radio show down. That is to, excuse me, that is to try to push their own agendas, whereas, you know what, the only agenda that anybody should be pushing is conversation between everybody, you know, is a conversation between the left and the right and try to meet in the middle on some subjects, you know, and, and the thing about it is, I spent probably the latter part of the week um, trying to defend our show when I finally just clicked in my head and said, you know what, I don't have to defend my show because we speak for ourselves. I mean, uh, Jay and I, we rock. I mean, don't you think so, Jay? Oh, absolutely, dude. We're going to say it how it is, and we're going to talk hard. We're not here to, to play around and pussyfoot around. We're just going to knock it down and do what we're supposed to do, and we're not worried about anybody who wants to say anything. So if you want to shotgun blast us, and you want to sit out there and talk about this or talk about that, you want to try to talk about us, come on the show, call in, be a man, stand up, grow some balls, get in our face, because we guarantee you we're not going to back down, and we're going to kill you with facts. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? If you're a man enough to get on our show and you want to debate the issues, that's fine. But if you start attacking us, don't get pissy. Don't cry when we shotgun blast your asses back into your safe zone or <laughs> your safe room or whatever the hell you want to call it. Give them, right, a, give so. them a safety pin so you can put it on a shirt and feel better. Yeah, I know, right? Give them a safety pin and... uh um, that, that'll be, uh, that'll be something. I just, I tell you what, Jay, it just said, it me at, at, it was so aggravating. And, uh, you know, the funny thing about it is the, the one person that, um, uh, that was doing this, I, and I hope he calls in tonight and I'm, I'm thinking that's his number. Uh, if it is, it's great because, uh, we definitely, uh, 
um, are, are going to debate tonight. It's definitely going to get heated. Uh, but again, you know, that's what we're here for. They don't call this the war room for nothing. If we didn't get in heated debates, um, we wouldn't be who we are and we wouldn't talk about who, who, uh, uh we, we would, we just wouldn't be as great as we are. And I'll tell you what, for those of you who don't know out there, and then I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at this, uh, cause I went on off on another en- enough rant tonight. Um, our listenership has almost doubled in uh, what seven or eight shows we've had, Jay, about that yeah. seven or eight shows. Our listenership yeah. has doubled since day one. So uh, we must be doing something right, Jay. Yep. I, uh, I think it's because we actually care about our, our, I'm not saying other people don't, but we really, <laughs> really, really care about our listeners. And uh, we want to give a voice to everyone. We might not agree with you. I don't agree with a good 80% of the people that we've had on here. Some of them I love. Some of them I agree with completely. But the war room's not about agreeing. It's about throwing it out there, brass tacks, no pussyfooting around, and taking care of business. I mean, that's what we're about. And that's what I think people uh, get into and understand is because we're trying to do something different here. We don't care if you're a constitutionalist, if you're a, a libertarian, if you're a full court liberal. Call in. Give us your opinion. Because we're going to sit here and give you ours. And that's what people want, I believe. What do you think, Sarge? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, it's what makes the show interesting. And, uh, you know, a lot of other shows are starting to emulate us. So we must be doing something damn right, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, when you see that happen, and uh, you, know you're the, uh, you're, you know you're the standard <laughs> for, for radio. And, yeah, and uh, we've know, only been – go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and when you've got you know people that are are been calling to the show, um, sitting there and trying to dog you out, you must be doing something right. Right, for sure, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the show here. Um, I see Billy Montana dropped out of the show. Billy, if you want to call back, get your uh, get your butt back in here. We're about to uh, get into the nitty gritty, and I know he's got a ton to say because I've been talking to him all week. That's for sure. <laughs> so. All right, I see a couple of folks moving into uh, the APR chat room. I, I I really appreciate it. All right, um, eight four five. Who do we got on the air? Hi, it's Mike in New York. What's hey, up, Mike? Mike. Good, good, good to have you, Mike. Great, uh, hey, great to uh, Great, um, doing great. Uh, it's it's been a, it's just been a fantastic week. We uh, Jay's been out, so I've been a little extra busy than I usually am. So, uh, you know, with that said. Um, just oh, fighting li- the just news fight- about how well. Uh, just fighting liberals. How, what, yeah. What's that? Uh, glad to hear how well the, your show is doing. That's outstanding news. And fighting the liberals does get tiresome. Uh, I yeah. I feel for you. I mean, I'm surrounded here in New York with them, as you know. But uh, <laughs> we can't stop. Definitely, we can't stop. You know. No, no. Hey, Billy Montana, how are you today, this evening, my friend? Hi, how are you? Uh, by, by the way, Jay, are you there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's going on, Billy? Hey, listen, God bless you and your family that your child was able to come back. Oh, it was uh, it was a miracle, just a plain, flat miracle. That uh, I mean, it, within four days, he went from being on a ventilator, not knowing if he's going to make it, to laying in my arms, eating and drinking, and then three days. Four, no, four days later, with us at the beach for a week. So, yeah, it was a miracle. 
You know, Jay and Big Sarge, and I, Big Sarge, I appreciate you uh, bringing Billy Montana on the air. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, Jay. Now, the left-wing wackos, they wouldn't <laughs> like what you just, you know, what I'm about to say. It was a godsend. It was God. You prayed. I know you did. But the left-wing wackos, they don't want to do that. They they want to take prayer. They want to take the Bible. They want to take everything out of America. But wait a minute. Let me say something. You know, Donald Trump, he's not perfect. He's not a perfect guy at all. No. Are you? Uh, am I? No. But need bring our country back. The Constitution, one nation under God, Jesus Christ. Um, I shouldn't have said that. The left-wing wackos and the nutcases that want to blow your butt up in some supermarket or a venue like in London um, or in Florida. Um, See, you know, what you guys, what people need to know is um, we're still one nation under God. You know, people like Big Sarge, all right, he gets out there and he, you know, here's a military man, okay? And, Jay, let me tell you something. You were worried about your kid. You were worried about your kid. And, you know, he's going to be Okay. See, that's why we are, I know I shouldn't say this, it's politically incorrect, and I really don't give a rip, Um, we're one nation under God. We're under Jesus Christ. We are under God, the Bible. What do you think, Jay? (laughs) Go ahead, Jay, I'll let you answer that. (laughs) I already know where Jay's going to go with this one. No, I, uh, I, I, I completely no. Actually, I, uh, I agree with, uh, I agree with you, Billy, and uh, to a certain extent. I mean, everyone has their religious beliefs, and I called out to a higher power, my power myself. I prayed absolutely, and um, you know, I, I usually don't mix my religion with my politics, but in this situation, I have to. I mean, it was a flat out miracle that my my son was okay. So uh, yeah, if if if, if if I'm talking politics, I'm never going to throw the Bible in there. But on top of that, absolutely, I uh, I agree 100%. Well, let, me, let, me, let me ask you something, Jay. Let me uh, Billy Montana, you, you need to do us a favor and get into that EPR chat room. I know you have an account set up uh, already over there. So uh, go get logged in so you can look at some of the stuff that they're talking to, uh, talking to you. I guess uh, they think you're already in there. So, uh, oh, Jay, you got some background noise there, buddy. Um so go ahead and log in and uh, uh, answer some of those questions a couple of those folks have in there for you there, Billy, um, in the meantime. But, yeah, um, I'm going to uh, echo the sentiment that uh, that Jay said. And I see we got a Skype caller, and we'll get to you in just a second here. Uh, I believe that might be Nas, um, and then we'll get into our uh, our um, um, our open topic. Actually, we're already 30 minutes into the show. Why don't we just get into it? Look, um, ladies and gentlemen, I – all right, Jay, I'm going to mute you until you figure that out, Jay. Um, <clears throat> we have in America, and I truly believe this, and I'm going to leave the floor open for this. Um, we'll, go down the, we'll go down the line here. I'm going to start the topics out, and then uh, what we'll end up doing is um, 
just opening the floor up, and we could talk about whatever topic we want to talk about, and we'll, we'll go off of that. So I want to talk about the $15 an hour hike. Mike, what do you think about the $15 an hour uh, bill that the Democrats are trying to propose um, in Congress? Well, I mean, here in New York, there was a, a huge battle against it, and they finally admitted that there's a difference in the economies from one part of New York State to down in Manhattan. And although that might work, there's a lot of more money being thrown around down in Manhattan than there is in Buffalo, New York. And my work down in Manhattan is sure you're going to kill restaurants and kill people in other parts mm-hmm. of the state. So the solution that the liberal politicians came up with is, okay, we'll implement it at this time in New York City, and then we'll just ease into it in a few years, little by little, incrementally, for the rest of the state. So they'll bring them up to speed since they're not quite up to speed. They don't care whether it's right or wrong. They don't care if it hurts any small businesses. They don't want to hear it. And as far as them, even when you show them that major chains are going to start using, um, they're going to have the automated systems where you go up and you place your own order. So they don't have to hire people. The politicians will say, well, it's part of growth. It's okay. We still want this $15. They feel by giving out to the constituents, they're going to keep their votes, keep their voter base, and that they're Mm -hmm. doing something good. And they won't hear, listen to any other explanation or anyone else they've got it in their mind their mindset and that's it right 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 um i'm assuming the skype caller is nos is that you nos hello skype skype caller who's this tell us who you are where you're from and what do you think about the 15 dollar an hour proposal uh hello this is uh vinnie from new york how you doing today how you doing vinnie tell us uh what you think about the 15 dollar an hour hike I'm a little bit on the fence about it. I do think there are some negatives, but there are some positives. I mean, yeah, negatives and positives on both sides. I can definitely see. So go ahead and uh, give us some of the positives and give us some of the negatives you you think. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm 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 his older brother. Uh, <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, we must be doing something right if we're already getting trolled. So go ahead, Billy. Keep it short and sweet. Go ahead. All right. Anyway, uh, all they want to say is simply this. All right. We got people that were blowing up. And um, and uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm getting off topic. You know, look, it's open topic. All right. Our country, we're trying to protect our country. That's what we're doing. And God bless Jay and his child. Everything worked out. But the problem is, you know, Donald Trump, he's trying to do the greatest thing that any president, and so far I have to say that uh, 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 so far he's not perfect. He's human. You know, Uh, he's doing a lot of really cool things. But wait a minute. We still have... See, we're on a two-front war. A two-front war. In other words, in other words, it's not the conventional thing, um, where uh, uh, the good guys are in, you know, their uniforms, and the bad guys, and you go head to head and you fight. These guys are serious idiots, like Donald Trump, our president, said. These guys are losers. They blow up a bunch of of innocent 
you know, young girls, you know, going for this, uh, you know, this venue of, 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 you know, entertainment. And by the way, the entertainer, and I forget her name, it doesn't matter to me, uh, I have an excuse to say that because I don't really give a crap who she is. But she's from America. She denounced America. She, you know, um, you know, uh, did all these crazy things. Well, you know, Hollywood is stupid. My case in point, I'll make it short. It's simply this. She was in England, and all these mothers and these young people... Um, they got their ass, they got their asses blown off because some idiot blew them up. Wait a minute. In America, can that happen here? It has. Is it going to happen again? You betcha. It's not if, it's just then. I mean, what drives me crazy, well, national, you know, hometown you know, home, you know, homeland security is um, trying to do this. We're going to guard you. They can't guard this crap. Are you kidding? San Bernardino. No, it's definitely uh, very hard to try to uh, um, uh, to do any of that stuff. Uh, but um, what do you think uh, uh, about the fifteen dollar an hour thing, Billy? I mean, that's the that's what we were talking about. I mean, what, what's your thoughts well, on that? I think, uh, I mean, actually, where do um, we get with that? Well, actually, you know, um, should people be um, given a decent raise? In Arizona, we were uh, uh, in the state of Arizona. The employees they increased it to ten dollars an hour. All right, fine. Um, uh, Fifteen dollars an hour. Well, there's a re- you know, don't have a problem with it. Uh, the answer to that is yes. Uh, when you do that, they're going to cut back whoever it is, small business, big business, whatever, especially in small business. And by the way, the small business is the backbone of America. It's not Sears. It's not, you know, Amazon. It's the small business. So it's going to affect them. So what's going to happen is they go with this, um, yeah, it's going to hurt everybody big time. They're going to cut back. They're going to do this. They're going to do all these things, cut hours, and and, and that kind of thing. Um, right, right. Uh, if, uh, 843, we got you on the line. 843, who are you? And tell us what you think about the whole $15 an hour uh, raise thing. Hey, Sarge, it's Mike from American Patriot Radio. Oh, okay. You're on two lines, Mike? No, uh, am I? I got no, no, eight four three, not eight four five. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm eight four five. <laughs> yeah, I'm What's eight four three. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Which one did you? I'm sorry, Sarge. Yeah, I said eight four three. You're eight four five. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry about okay. that. Eight, yeah, eight four three. You better be concerned because I'm in charge of the money at APR, and if I don't know eight four three and I'm screwing up my numbers that bad, we're in trouble. <laughs> I heard that. Hey, eight four three, go ahead. Tell us who you are, where you're from. It's Mike from American Patriot Radio. How you doing, Sarge? Uh, just real quick, what I was just going to say was, actually, I'm for a higher minimum wage. 
there? Can Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go okay. Ahead, Mike. Okay. I'm high, actually for a higher minimum wage. I want to see it go to a hundred dollars an hour. And here's why. All the liberals keep telling me it won't raise prices, it won't affect anything, it won't affect jobs. Well, if that's all true, and I'll accept that at face value, then let's make it $100 an hour. Because if $15 an hour is good, then surely 100 has got to be a heck of a lot better. Think about it. Then everybody could afford a home. Everybody could pay for their college debt. Everybody could buy brand new cars. Everybody could afford health care. Then if it isn't going to have any deleterious effect by raising it to 15 and then it's not going to have any effect at 30. It's not going to have any effect at 50. And let's raise it to 100, make it a law that every American has to be paid at least $100 an hour. You think right, that'll work, right. Serge? Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that's the, I think that's I should be paid a million dollars an hour. <laughs> and all the liberals I propose that to go, well, that's unfair. And I say, why? Say, I'm a college graduate, and I got a master's degree, and I don't make I don't make $35 an hour. Whatever number I pick, they don't make it. I say, but, but, you, but don't you think, you know, come on, if 15 is good and it has no deleterious effect to the economy except to help out folks that don't earn enough money, then let's raise it to any number we think we like. Mike yeah, is pulling yeah. his, uh, Mike's pulling his pages straight out of the Bernie Sanders playbook tonight. <laughs> exactly. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Bernie is All a right. prophet. <laughs> now, okay. I, now, now, Mike, you're eight four three, right? Yes. Okay. You're not eight four five. No, sir. Okay. So let me get eight four five on the line here. Eight four five. Who are you? And welcome to the I, show. Sarge, I've been I've been on already. This is Mike from New York. But oh, okay. Gosh. I'm sorry, Mike from New York. I know I got two mics, so I, I'm getting confused here. <laughs> but I, I'd like to ask the other Mike a question. I, uh, sure, go ahead. Row, just, six times in a row just now, I tried registering on APR on your site yeah. to register my name, and I put in my code and everything else six times in a row, and it keeps bringing me back to the same screen where I have to put in my code again and again, and it tells me I've got a strong password. But it won't let me register. Yeah. As a matter of fact, a couple of other folks are saying that as well, so we'll have to probably okay. look into that. Yeah, we will. Uh, it... Thank you for letting me know, Mike eight four five. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you see, I'm not. I am, I'm only the trade. I'm only the engineer on this trade wreck. Um, um, being being the only, I'm probably the only blind person on the line right now. So I don't do any of that even for myself. My staff registers oh. me for stuff. So I, well, I, you know, you. I, I mean, I'm just wondering: is it is it could it be a racist thing? I am a Greek heritage. I mean, could this be something against <laughs> Greeks? I, oh. I just I, I just wanted to know because you know, Greek lives matter. We could do maybe in front of the diner, or the, some Greek oh. restaurants. We could set up no, protests. No, no. For, thank you for Afghani uh, <laughs> Stone for joining us tonight. Hey. <laughs> Hey. Look at you. <laughs> Somebody give me a gyro sandwich. Oh, oh, I haven't had gyros in Moussaka or anything else. I, I used to hang out in Connecticut, down in New Haven, Connecticut. A great restaurant called Basil's. 70-year-old yep. family Greek restaurant. We did Greek dancing and everything. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like the good, good. place to hang out at. Vasilios Yorios Frakos was my friend. who His, his grandfather ran the place. Well, as long as their last name isn't Sid on top of us, then I get nervous. <laughs> All right, so Mike eight four five or eight Mike from New York. What do you think about the whole fifteen dollar Democrat thing? Well, I, I was the one that, I, as I mentioned earlier, in mm-hmm. New York they felt that uh, they should separate it and and do it incrementally, right. so the different parts of the states it, it cuts in. But I agree with the other Mike in a way. 
if they want to push an agenda like this and then that would prove that would prove them wrong and go for it. Go for it. it would, watch everything collapse and then what are they going to do? It would right, prove that right. them for the hypocrites they are because they really believed right. it would have no effect at 15, then it would have no effect at 20. It, w- it wouldn't change prices. Then push it all the way and watch them cower. Yeah. Right, right, definitely. Hey, I see Boyd's on the line. Boyd, what's your input? Well, it's a very simple thing. You take your uh, Excel spreadsheet, take all the minimum wages across the United States, average them up, uh, bring that minimum wage up, find out what percent the minimum wage is going to be from the average number to $15 an hour, and you can bet your bottom dollar that that is what the inflation rate will be uh, for quite a few years. And Mr. Trump, if he wants to get his economy under uh, uh, under control, he needs to uh, thump that $15 an hour right down right now. Because otherwise, while we have an economic upturn, we are also going to have an economic downturn at the same time because of inflation. Right, right. Um, Jay, go ahead. I know you're itching to get in here. Ah, absolutely. Well, see, here's the thing. Most of, uh, most of the heartland and uh, where our, uh, our food source comes from, um, it's, it's generally a uh, um, conservative area. And a lot of these, uh, a lot of these liberals don't realize that when you start talking about minimum wage, you're going from the bottom up jobs. When you're going from bottom up entry level jobs, that's going to affect every industry. So when you start talking about food production, you're going to talk about raising exponentially the price of uh, of producing the food, of shipping the food, of getting the food to the grocery stores. By the time they pay for it, they're going to have to up the price again to make their profit off of it. It won't even be a raise. It'll actually be a loss. Every time they raise the minimum wage, it seems like you're, you have less money to work with than you did before they fooled with the minimum wage. Now, do I believe that every once in a while there should be a raise to keep up with inflation? Absolutely. But um, jumping the minimum wage to $15 an hour, these people, which, of course, you know, listening to the uh, last presidential debates, uh, you know that liberals don't have a very good grasp of uh, economics anyway – but um, when you realize that, you know, you're making $15 an hour, but a gallon of milk is going to be twelve ninety nine, where 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 have you uh, helped yourself at? You haven't. You, you haven't helped your uh, your position at all whatsoever. Um, so that's the uh, that's basically, you know, the point I want to get out there. You know, you're not going to uh, you're not going to approve the economy whatsoever. You're going to you're going to hurt the economy and you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt the people producing. You're going to hurt the small businesses. I mean, small businesses have already been wrecked by Obamacare. Now you're going to mm-hmm. try to throw um, uh, extra uh, wage percentages on them. Most of your bigger companies are going to go to automation. Your smaller companies are going to die off. It's horrible for, for America. And, uh, of course, I think that's their agenda anyway. Right, right. Um, well, you know, I, I don't disagree with that. But, you know, I got some pros and cons that I've been doing a little bit of research on this. One of the pros is I know uh, the Economic Policy Institute stated that a minimum wage increase from uh, seven twenty-five to say like ten dollars and ten cents would create or would inject twenty-two point one billion dollars net into the economy and probably create around eighty-five thousand new jobs over a three-year period. Um, now the flip side of that. Um, 
Increasing the minimum wage would also force small businesses to lay off employees and raise unemployment levels. Uh, say, for example, if we raise the uh, from $7.25 to $10 an hour, we would actually result in a loss of more than 500,000 jobs. And 38% of employers who currently pay minimum wage said they would lay off some employees at the minimum wage. Minimum wage uh, was raised to say like $10 an hour. Now we're talking about um, raising it to $15 an hour. They're saying that if it does get raised to $15 an hour, almost 64% of small businesses to mid-level businesses said they would decrease hiring levels. So uh, that an increase, say like for an increase of $15 would, would reduce uh um, they say will reduce the city's un- or would re- reduce the city's employment rate at about 15,000 jobs in the private sector. And uh, for me, uh, when I see that, you know, it's screaming, it, it's telling me that yeah, it's good in the short term, but for the long term, it's going to hurt us. It's kind of like a short fix. I, I think we would uh, all uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, agree with that. Um, across the board. Uh, Wouldn't you say Mike from New York and Mike from APR? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I have an interesting story uh, from a cousin of mine in Thessaloniki, retired. He's a professor over in Thessaloniki, and, you know, we all know the problems that Greece is going through. But he told me something that stuck with me last year. He said they tried increasing the wages for people that are doing, I mean, even uh, whether it's fast food or anything else. And he said, but you know how much money it cost me to get my degrees to be a professor? and to work at a university and everything to get my back. And I'm looking at someone that's picking up trash in the street is getting paid the same money that I was making. What's the sense of me all the years that I spent going to get my degrees? What, what, for what? Was it worth it? Well, and I said, I said, look at that. Yeah. That's just like uh, the military. I mean, you've got, you've got E1s. E1s make a little over $9 an hour. Do you see them in the street with signs? You know, we need to make $15 an hour. I mean, where, where's, the, where's the outcry for people who put their life on the line for the country? There's none whatsoever. You never hear about that. You, but you hear about the Walmart worker who's, I mean, not Walmart, uh, the uh, McDonald's worker who uh, has minimal education, possibly high school dropout, and yep. uh, still on, 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 on government assistance, but they want them making it more than our guys in the, in the military are. It makes me sick. No, you're absolutely right. And then if something does happen, they'll try to medically discharge these guys so they don't have to pay any money to follow up with. You know, it's it, that's a mess in itself. That's a whole nother nightmare. But you're right. You're absolutely right. There's a McDonald's in South Dakota has a sign in the window, $16 an hour to start if you work second shift on the window because they can't get help. You know why? Because they're fracking in that state, and most people are making 30 to $35 an hour at starting pay in the oil industry. And, and so they can't find people to do that. Um, I would have no problem with a $15 or any minimum wage. I think, first of all, there should be no minimum wage, and there should be a minimum floor ceiling for a federal program called where, where these kids coming out of high school have to earn a certification that they're employably ready, which means they can read, they can write, they can comprehend, they understand the value of punctuality, citizenship, leadership, 
and and anything that you would consider at you know a, a bona fide thing you know that that you know they're, they're they're squared away they're ready to be employed then and only then can they earn the minimum wage up until then it's a crapshoot you want to stay illiterate you want to have a re, you know reading uh, comprehension of a third grader when you're 21 years old well then you get paid like that right right and a buddy of mine actually the burden I'm sorry, I was go just ahead. going to finish with, you can't put yeah, the yeah, burden of the failing public school system onto an employer to finish that kid's education. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I 110% agree with that. Uh, my brother, um, who's uh, trying to get into APR as well, who's who's having the same issue as Kel and a couple of other folks, and they're getting that fixed, uh, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, keep trying. Um he says it's a way to lower the floor for the middle class, thus reducing them the number of the middle class, which is precisely what they want. Uh-huh. And uh, I would definitely have to um, um, agree with that 110% because uh, it just, it seems like, excuse me, gosh, the left wants to get rid or at least lower the income of the middle class. So they become more dependent um, on those, uh, uh, you know, the, I call it the welfare state, uh, you know, those government subsidies, those government programs. And just like I was talking, and I know this is kind of an offshoot of what we're, we're talking about uh, tonight about this $15 an hour thing. Uh, don't worry, Billy, I haven't forgot about you. Um, a lot of uh, the liberals that I've been talking to this weekend, and by the way, I want to say this, I'm going to um, uh, go off on a tangent here. You know, Eric, you're that libtard I was talking to this week. You've been saying all this crap, and I haven't seen you call into the show. So if you got a pair, grow them and call into the show. Otherwise, I don't want to see you posting another thing on anything or on anywhere about any about uh, about conservatives, uh, right wingers, yada yada yada. All right, now enough of that. <laughs> I had to call somebody out, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, uh, that yeah, was the guy that was talking a bunch of crap this week. Go ahead, Jane. Yeah, if you're going to threaten our show and you're going to say that you want to bring us down or whatever else, get on here and prove it. Because right now you're making yourself look like every other pansy, lily livered liberal out there. Just say that five times fast. Lily livered liberal. <laughs> All right. Uh, but anyhow, uh, the, lib- the, the liberal left and the far left. Um, even some of the center left folks that I've been talking to this week they, and I've been uh, at, and discussing with them about the whole $15 um, uh, an hour raise, uh, they were saying they were saying the same thing that, uh, well, it's a good thing for uh, the middle class to start relying on the government a little more because it'll help them in the long run. And one of the things that I've also uh, found out about the liberal left is they tend to love the government being involved and every single thing we do. What do you think, Billy? Well, you know, uh, this is uh, $15 an hour. All right. Um, uh, in Arizona, they raised it to $10 an hour. All right, fine. Um, companies cut back. They cut hours. They uh, they did a number of different things. All right. Um, is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. I don't have the answer. What I do know is that Americans, um, uh, we have the right to make a living. Okay, whether a company you work for it doesn't matter, but you need to be trained. And Mike uh, says something very interesting. Uh, 
that when you go to that point, he said, take it to, he was joking, I understand that, trying to make a point, which he did, uh, take it to a million dollars an hour. Now, it's not going to work. In the economy, it doesn't work. Okay? You know, look, let's take a look at Donald Trump, our president of the United States of America. Okay? The majority of American people voted for him. All right? He's in. And he's building, you know, he's you know, doing all these executive orders to bring our country back. My case in point is simply this. When you take uh, the American people that work their butts off, they got to supply, you know, uh, back up their families and take care of everything for the families, um, should they be given a decent raise in the world of what you make per hour? Yes. Because, unfortunately, people like Walmart, all right, they were the uh, mega corporation, um, they take advantage of their people. They don't give them health care. They're forced on assets and all this stuff, whatever it's called. But mm-hmm. my case in point is, like, um, I'm a broadcaster. I'm 62 years of age, all right? Going to be 63 soon. I don't get to cane out just yet. only time I take the cane out here in Arizona is when I uh, go out to the pool with my corona and beat the babes off from jumping my bones. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it, you know but you know, do people need to make a decent wage? Yes. The problem with the whole situation is simply one thing. Well, we're going to raise the minimum wage. All right. That puts employers into, um, into a situation. So they got to raise their prices. So it's, 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 it's a quagmire. Before yeah, I get it certainly off is. And, yeah, it definitely is a quagmire. I agree with you 110% on that. And, uh, right. you know, the thing about it Let is me, it's just not going to – it's not going to get any Let better. Me. It's not. It's not going to get any. Um, the, as we've seen, our economy's not going to get get any better off of it. You know, it might be for a short term, but not for the long term. Let me say one thing, and I'll get off here. Um, it's 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 always been in American history. It doesn't matter if you're back in 1920, 1967, 1976. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it, it's always been a quagmire. It's always been a fight. It's always been that way. And we continue with this to this current date. All right? right. The politicians, they, you know, they, you know um, whether it be, you know, Republicans or Democrats, by the way, i got to make a statement. I'm building Montana, Talk America, USA. Um, let me tell you guys something, you folks. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. These politicians, all they want to do is be reelected. They don't, you know, and you know, Trump is cutting everything. Well, oh, now, now Joe Schmo from whatever state, uh, they're in, they're nervous now, and that's why these Republicans can't vote on anything because 
they don't want to lose their seat. Now, you're right about that, Billy, definitely 110%. Hey, they're asking for you in the chat room, Billy, so log in the chat room there, and uh, um, there's a couple of mentions for you in there. So get your butt in the chat room and uh, join the join the discussion in there. I'll give you a couple of minutes to do that, then we'll put you back on the air here. All right, I think we beat the uh, beat a dead horse there enough for that $15 an hour thing. Jay, you got anything else to add to that? Oh, no, not at all. I uh, I got it all out there, so if we want to move on to another topic, let's go with it. I'll tell you what, Jay, you got anything you want to talk about? No, not at all, man. It sounded uh, sounded good. Oh, a new topic? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's screw you. Go away then. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, yeah, a new topic. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to hear right. about your um, vacation. Sarge, may oh, I no, interrupt not... you for a second? Man, this is Mike he, from APR. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, go John, ahead, our tech guy, John, our tech guy, is joining in on the chat room right now. If somebody wants to type out their message, what their issue is with logging in and stuff, uh, he because he, I, I, can't, I can't explain exactly what uh, Mike from New York explained to me. So if you've got anybody in the chat room who understands the issue with the memberships and signing in and stuff, John's, mm-hmm. John's looking right now for some details on that so he can troubleshoot it. All right, I'll let you yeah, know what my hey, brother said, hey, uh, hey. John, here real quick. Go ahead. Who's that, Mike from uh, New York? Yeah. Or no, this is John. If if you if you could log in over at the BTR uh, chat room, that's where everybody's at. If they if they could talk to you here, we wouldn't have a problem. Right, right. Um, my brother had told me um, he just tried to sign in, and uh, I think John's listening. He's over there listening in. He said that uh, it keeps kicking the, him back to the main login page. Uh, over and over and over again, and it's not letting them. Uh, it's not letting them log in. So you might want to look into that, uh, um, uh, John, just to let you know. He said, "Yeah, yeah registration would... for APR doesn't seem to be working." He says, uh, um, "It keeps telling me that uh, my password is not working, and it's not sending me an acknowledgement email, uh, nor the new registration uh, page." And uh, he's tried signing up with uh, a couple of different emails, and it hasn't been working. It's been kicking him back and back, to, uh, back and forth to the to the front of the page. So I don't, I don't know exactly what that means because I'm a, I'm logged in just fine. Of course, I had a uh, a um, um, I had uh, I had a regular account uh, from the setup. So you know, growing pains, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for those of you listening out there, I think he said uh, he got the restriction removed. So he says, go ahead and reload it. And uh, try it again one time and see if you can get in the APR chat room and let them know if um, uh, if uh, that's gotten fixed. So um, if uh, everybody else, uh, everybody that's listening in out there for the APR chat, go ahead and try it again and uh, hit refresh and see if it works. If you're having any issues, please let us know. So uh, we got our tech guy on right now. Thanks, John. I appreciate you coming on board to uh, to fix that for us. All right, let's get on to our next uh, topic here. Jay, you said you had something you wanted to talk about. Well, there, there has been some stuff going on in the past couple of weeks. We touched on on a, on a show before last, but uh, I'd just love to see what everybody thinks about it, is the fact that why are minorities turned to the Democratic Party and now are self-segregating? It seems like this, it's a regression from all of the things that the civil rights uh, movement fought for. Um, you've got Black Lives Matter, who doesn't want white people coming to their, uh, to their um, uh, meetings. 
You've mm-hmm. got uh, you've got Harvard, where black people want to have their own graduation separate from other races. I mean, what what's up with this? I mean, why is is this a uh, is this an agenda by the Democrats to reintroduce segregation? I mean, I, it's been blowing my mind here lately. I've been reading up a lot on it, and it just seems like something strange is going on behind the scenes. What do you guys think? Mike uh, from APR, go ahead. I'll let you start first on that. I find that very troubling, to tell you the truth, Um, only because I'm a member of a minority. I was the first blind child in the United States that was allowed to have a public school education. And because of that, I've lived uh, in the one-down position in this society um, uh, back after there was civil rights and uh, black children were allowed to have a public school education, I was still being thrown physically out of classrooms first day of class because the teacher didn't want me in there. Wow. So, so I just wow. and I've had bankers to my face tell me we don't loan to blind people. Back in the seventies, we don't rent. Wow. To blind Holy people. crap! I've had this told this, this to me, you know, and I face forms of discrimination that. I would dare say very few black Americans, I would say, under the age of 50 have ever faced, you know. So why they would segregate and want to not live the great American dream is just beyond me. I find it a very troubling thing. It's because uh, I was a big supporter of Martin Luther King and the movement for a very simple reason. Uh, As I've told some of the top civil rights workers in the United States and some of the leaders of the movement, I told them I was a big supporter. You know why? Because I felt after black Americans got their rights, us blind folks were next. And and, and so I find this reversal to self-segregate very troubling. Mike from New York, you got any input on that? Yes, but first I just put in in the chat, the BTR chat room, a screenshot of the page that I'm having problems with, even after I fill it out and I fill everything out and I put in my password and everything else. And I click the right hand bottom button. It brings me back to the screen that you're looking at right there each time. Okay. What I'm going to so do that, is uh, I'm going to copy and paste that, put that in the, uh, um, that's our other I'm, chat room we'll, here. Mike, yeah, I want to we'll thank you for helping that. us diagnose the trouble. I do appreciate it. Oh, no problem. It's, it's, you know, it benefits all of us. So I, I hope they can fix it quick. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Now, as far as uh, as far as the Democrats and and everything that's going on and regressive going back in in time or, what, or whatever, if I'm if I remember the question correctly, mm-hmm. uh, I'm noticing I'm noticing here quite a few uh, Democrats that are starting to get embarrassed to admit that they're Democrats because this version of a Democrat that's out there now to, is not conforming with. You know the beliefs that a lot of the the old school Democrats had. They're like, what is this stuff? They, mm-hmm. They're not going for it, and they don't understand how this is happening. And they feel like they're getting railroaded, and uh, they're starting to feel alienated by their own party. It's very interesting right. to see this. You know, so I mean, right now in my in my town, they just put up the slate they have for the upcoming election. And if you look at this slate, it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Is everybody from Berkeley? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's I mean, funny you should mention that. I've seen that same thing this week uh, going through some of my research, too, Mike. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, even their pictures and everything. You're looking at these people going, what is going? Respect, values, honor. Every, there's nothing. Everything. Everything's upside down. It's Alice in Wonderland. And it's 
It's some yeah, other I, planet. So the, even the Democrats are looking at it going, what? Yeah, I said that the <laughs> other day. I was like, what rabbit hole have we slid down? It's, it's turning into – it's quite entertaining. You know, it seems like we, we spend more time regressing than we do. And you know what? The funny thing about it is they call that the progressive movement, and I don't see any progress going on. <laughs> yeah, we've progressed so much that the GPS doesn't work anymore. We're lost. Yeah, they need to call that the regressive movement, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I, I think I think the Dems want to take us back to 1950. Sarge. Yeah, go ahead. Don't trust him. You know how those Alaskans are. They're misleading. <laughs> All that snow and those wild animals up there, it affects the way they think. I know this guy, boy. He's dangerous. <laughs> hey, boy, you got your tin, you got your tinfoil hat on up there. <laughs> I I almost fell over when I saw political correctness come to Alaska. The animal rights people want the Iditarod canceled as cruelty to the dog scene. Wow! Oh, oh my God! No, I think the thing that would drive you crazy in Alaska is the fact that it's eighty percent men. Yeah, y'all y'all do a lot of hot bunking around there. <laughs> Boyd's the best. Boyd is the best. No, there's no doubt about it. All right, boy, we're done beating up on you. Go ahead. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. I'm going to move south to Texas, and I'm bringing the snow with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, I want to talk about something that, um, you know, as I, like I said, uh, you know, I've had some great, con- well, I want to say great conversation. I've had some conversations with, um, uh, uh, some, some liberals this week. And, um, you know, in my opinion, at least since, uh, you know, and I'm in, I'm a, I'm a late seventies, early eighties kid. Um, so, uh, with that said, you know, since then, I think the liberals have been running around in kind of a state of indignation claiming that, you know, the government is being taken over by a dangerous regimen of religious fanatics who want to abolish the First Amendment, establish a national religion, force their bizarre sexual morality on children in public schools, rewrite the nation's laws to enforce their personal uh, moral preferences, and, and pretty much punish anyone who uh, dissents from their, their views. That's basically what a liberal is trying to do. I mean, come on, I've seen a video this week where a drag queen and her name or its name was little hot mess. And look, I ain't spreading hate. I'm not spreading any kind of hate. I'm not saying that, uh, uh, you know, you do what you want to do. As far as I'm concerned, I don't give a crap what you do in your own house. As long as it's not affecting me and as long as it's not affecting anybody else around me. And as long as you're not pushing some type of, or trying to push some kind type of freaking agenda on myself or any of the people around me. But anyhow, I seen a video of a drag queen blew my mind in bunch in front of a bunch of three year olds reading a book about how to be a girl. And uh there wasn't a girl in the audience, ladies and gentlemen. It was all three year old boys. And you know what's really messed up about this whole situation is that the parents actually brought the children to this library to see this person whose name was Little Hot Mess. Jay, help yeah. me out here. I'm still Dude, trying to fail to understand this. The, the, the thing that really got me about that video was when he, I'm not going to say she, that's a he. When he said, raise your hand if you want to be a drag queen when you grow up. 
Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> any, any, go ahead. Anybody, the floor is open. Just chime in at any time on this. After that comment, <laughs> I, nobody wants to speak. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be hey. a drag queen in the in the room here. Yeah. <laughs> I got one. I've got one comment for that. I. That's about the only comment that I can think of. <laughs> Somebody's got a weapon with them. That's nice, nice. Uh, I have, 19, I have, 1911, man. 1911. It's uh, I've been problems. trying to get. I've been trying to get one of those for years. I think that's going to be my next toy I buy. But anyhow, I, I mean, a, look at this. It's just, it's, it's total. Sorry, Jay. It's totally ludicrous on um, uh, to have a bunch of three-year-olds come in and look. Like I said before, I'm not preaching. Hey, I don't care what you do in the, in the confines of your house. Or even if you want to walk around in public like that, as long as you're not pushing your damn agenda on myself. But it just seems like, and I'll make a case in point on this. And I know I, I know I, I know I sound a little bit heated on this, but um, I gotta I, I gotta say this. You know, we did last year, a year before last, rather, uh, not this year, uh, because for uh, obvious reasons. For those of you who don't know me, I've been battling cancer the whole the whole uh, year and a half, which I beat, by the way. Uh, however, um, thank you. I haven't been able to to get out and do any any um, uh, keynote speaking or, or getting involved in the community because of that. But a couple of years ago, I went to a, a rally for the troops in Harrisburg on the Capitol steps. We probably had about maybe 150 to 200 people show up, which was a pretty good crowd. We, we enjoyed it. I mean, it was a great crowd. We were on the steps. Everybody was chanting USA, USA. It was mainly for the troops. Uh, the USO got a couple of good donations out of it. You know, it was a good event. Um, the only bad thing is the Harrisburg, which is uh, basically dominated by uh, uh, Democrats, wouldn't let us hang the American flag in the middle of the square there because it blocked off traffic. Now, about a week later, Pennsylvania passed their, their gay marriage law. No permit, nothing set up. Um, I bet you there was three to 4,000 um, uh, folks from the LGBT community that was blocking traffic off. They had flags uh, um um, raised all in the square. Uh, they had even had, uh, uh, it was just total chaos. And the city totally supported this. And this is what I'm talking about with, uh, those, excuse me, those particular folks that have an agenda. I mean, we can't get, we can't get, um, we can't get anything done as, uh, you know, as a society because uh, of the liberal left, you know, shoving their damn agenda down our throats. Mike from APR, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I actually had some experience with that when I was a corporate trainer. I, we actually rented a hotel down in Maryland, and uh, we were doing uh, nutritional and health training for uh, professionals and stuff. And across the hallway from us was a gay Star Trek convention. Uh, they also wow. sanctioned nudity. And, I mean, this was on a Saturday morning. There were little kids in the hotel and everything else, and nobody seemed to care. And I went to the management, and I said, you know, I mean, they had a big banner across the hallway that said, uh, right right across from our registration table, it said, (laughs) out of the closet and into the universe. That was their slogan. And uh, (laughs) I have no problem. I have no problem. I have gay family members, and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I've always I've had gay people working for me uh, in the construction trades 45 years ago. No problem, ever, right. ever. Mm-hmm. I actually got a marriage proposal once from a lesbian gal. 
I thought that was kind of cool uh, because I'm I'm cool with this. You know, I'm not I'm you know I'm I'm one of those people in our society who's in the one down position. I'm a member of a minority and I know how it feels. So, but there's right. got to be you got to draw some lines. So I went to the manager of the hotel. I said, "What can you do about this?" He said, "I don't dare do anything." Now I'm going back 20 years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. like 99, somewhere in there. And and he said, I don't dare do anything. I said, you've got kids in the pools, you got, you know, and, and all this is going on. And, you know, you got these naked, half naked or darn near naked men walking around with thongs and spears as Klingons and everything else. And he said he, he was afraid to do anything back then cool. because of the lawsuits. And I really wow. think we need to make one major change that will correct a lot of this nonsense in our society. If you're going to What's sue that? somebody and you lose, you pay for their lawyer, and you pay, you reimburse them for their legal defense. And I think yeah, that would solve a, a lot of this frivolous stuff because true. they bankrupt you just with the fact that you're dragged into court and you're fighting Absolutely. yourself. Look at that bakery. Yep. The problem with what he's saying, although it sounds like a good idea, it wouldn't work out. Why not? Why wouldn't it work out? Oh, I didn't know I was on. Um, because then you're going to have people who are people who are going to afraid based on their um, economic situation, uh, whether or not they should actually pursue a lawsuit um, that's viable. Just because, well, oh, well, you know, if it were to not go my way for a reason, now I'm going to be bankrupt. I'm going to be this. My wages are going to be garnished. That's not fair. And so it's better to bankrupt an innocent on. party who can't afford a lawyer. It's better to bankrupt them with what frivolous lawsuit from somebody who can get legal okay. Calm money down. Calm together. down. Calm down, calm down, and they're making omelet. Uh, you had to break a few eggs, right? All right. All right first so, off, who's on the uh, line with us? Tell you, tell us who you are. This is Cross. Nice to meet you, Cross. Now, uh, uh, now, no, um, Not that's nice just Mike, Mike. Mike, Mike talks. We all talk. We get a little, like I said, it's the war room. We get a little heated in here. That's why they call it the war room. But go ahead. I'll let you retort to to what uh, Mike uh, from APO was saying. Go ahead. There's no fighting in the war room. Oh, there's plenty of fighting in and, the war. It should, it should be addressed room. that Hillary, Hillary Clinton is an American hero. She was shot at during war times. <laughs> who, who said that? Who said that? Was that Mike? <laughs> Mike. Come on, Mike. Uh, number one, number one, um, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, the last time I checked, this was uh, the war room with uh, – Big Sergeant J five O. So uh, I would refrain from telling our other guests to uh, calm down or be quiet because this is the war room, and if you can't handle the calm heat, down, calm down, take it easy, settle down, honey. Yeah, maybe you need to shut the. F- yeah, he just got no. That wasn't Mike. That was actually somebody that was with him. Well, you know what? Uh, no, I don't know. Troll who that was. It wasn't from... it? Wasn't no, us. That wasn't that was Mike from New York. Yeah, oh, sorry. he almost sounded like me? you. I thought. It, I thought maybe you were throwing a joke out there, but I guess, I guess nobody, not. No, no, no. no nobody, I stand corrected. Nobody tries to take over our show, number one. Number two, no one insults our guests. No. I thought that was rather funny. And again, again, another libtard, excuse my friend. You know what? I'm not saying excuse my French on that. And I call them libtard for a reason because they try to come into shows like this, and instead of attacking the issues, they try to attack the person. Uh, as we've seen firsthand, ladies and gentlemen, you just seen it here on the war room with the uh, with with Big Sarge J five O that uh, every liberal that tries to come in, um, the first thing they want to do is attack the person and uh, not the issue. And my point my point exactly, ladies and gentlemen, um, Boyd, you got anything to add to that? If 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 you want to come in, you better have some thick skin, because the way everybody <laughs> screws with me, you know, you got to have <laughs> exactly. thick skin. 
especially, especially New York, Mike, and and and. Uh, oh, that, here we go. That, here we go. That Greek, you know that <laughs> that that two hip that two hip Greek. Hey, don't make the Greek jokes, Jesus Christ! The, the Greek jokes, son of a gun. Don't All right, we got a uh, we got a Skype caller. Let's see if it's another troll. Uh, oh, go ahead, uh, let's go uh, go ahead, caller on Skype. Tell us who you are and what's going on. Yeah, first of all, calm down. This is Cross again. Yeah, uh, here we go. Cross, See, this is how take they do it, it, they it Yeah, well, that's all right. I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay. How can you know? How can we be so right for them to prove us right twice? <laughs> that's not very often that you get the you know that a conservative gets to be. Well, no, that's not true. That's that happens all the time. What am I talking about? Sides <laughs> are bitter. They are bitter, very, very bitter, and they refuse. Certainly, they won't give up. They won't give up. It, I mean, uh, here's 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 the thing with 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 uh, uh, you know suing people should be loser pays period yep. because all of the uh, uh, you know liberal groups that sue the government you know mm-hmm. the EPA and all of this this crap their main uh, way of funding themselves is through the lawsuits because even if they lose in the courts all of their legal expenses are paid for by the courts so they don't have anything to lose at all you know so um, they can keep just keep right on suing and suing and suing and losing and losing and losing. You know, all they do is tie things up. Yeah, well, I mean, people like the Muslims can go through care. Uh, people can go through the ACLU. I mean, things that should be used for, uh, for, for good purposes are actually used just to project their agenda on uh, other people. And even if they aren't right and they know they're not going to win, they could, they could basically litigate them out of business. So they're going to win either way, even even if they're not, because they have the money to back them. Mm-hmm. Sarge, may I share yeah, a ahead. story this week? I was, ta- you know, we, you know, at APR, we've been trying to work on a lot of legal compliance issues and everything else, copyrights mm-hmm. and everything else. So I made some calls to some terrestrial producers that manage seven, eight stations, and from music genre to talk like us. And I said, so what's going on out there? And they told me something that was absolutely shocking. I couldn't believe it. You know, yeah, we all know they're going after Sean Handy. We know they went after Bill O'Reilly. We know they go after Rush Limbaugh. He says he's losing local mom-and-pop advertisers because in a tap radio plan, their commercial might accidentally play during the middle of Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity on their network. Mm -hmm. And there are groups that are actually listening that is not paranoia on Sean Hannity's part when he says that their groups are actually listening. They write the name of the business down, and that business the next day got a phone call threatening legal action and everything unless they stopped advertising on Rush Limbaugh's show, which they didn't really advertise on his show. They advertised on a local station, and their ad just happened to run during his show in the parts of the spot that are open for local advertising. And they were so fearful that they would be sued and dragged in or boycotted or whatever. You know, have one of these big strong-arm groups come in that they pulled their advertising off that station. These are people paying like $300, $400 a month for advertising. These aren't big advertisers. These are little mom-and-pop shoe stores and things like that, you know. But now they're being targeted. 
Mm-hmm. It's funny you should mention that, Mike, because uh, I uh, I was just talking about that with Doc over over this week. Um, we were talking a little bit about advertising and uh, you know for the shows and everything, and uh, that actually got brought up. And um, I actually I talked to a few folks around here um, that I know that own businesses that are relations, and and uh, you know most of them are conservative and some some aren't. And um, I asked the conservative ones, hey, how would you feel if a uh, a uh, predominant, um, uh, uh, you know, conservative radio show hosted your, or had an advertisement, you know, yada, yada, yada. And they go, it's a great idea. We would love to do it. However, we're afraid of the backlash from the liberal left. And I believe this is Rondo on the air. Rondo, is that you? Rondo, are you on the air? the fuck down already. This is... Rondo. Oh, God, these guys won't ever... Ever quit two one two usually is uh, is a rondo. They must have uh, uh, whatever. Uh, but anyhow, to get back to what my original point was, uh, they had said that uh, their main thing was they they were afraid of the backlash they might get from the liberal left. Now on the flip side of that, uh, uh, the uh, the the lefties that I talked to said the same thing that if they were on um, um, a leftist radio show and the same thing happened that uh, they would be afraid that they would have some conservative backlash. So I guess maybe that could go both ways, Mike. Yeah, but I don't know if anybody who's telling me any conservative group is picking up the phone and threatening legal action against small business owners. Yeah, you're right about that. For putting an ad on the radio. Right, right. You're definitely right about that. If somebody has an actual bona fide case of that, I would like to see the docket number on that and I will pursue Mm -hmm. it. Because I don't believe I, there's, I, I have not found an instant of that in all our research. Right, right. Jay? Yeah. Um, I don't want our show to be pigeonholed. Even though we are conservative, you and I both, um, I don't want our show to ever get pigeonholed as only a conservative show. I am open to anyone coming on here. I don't care if you are a socialist. I don't care if you're Bernie Sanders. Come on. Talk your points out. Sure, you better be, you better be ready. But once you get in here, you know, you're welcome. And at the end of the show, we're all going to congratulate each other, thank each other for a good show. So I really don't want to ever just get pigeonholed as a conservative talk show. I want to be known as a talk show that's open air to everyone, but you better be on point because the conservatives are ready. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're right about that. Um, uh, but to get back to what we were talking about, um, but you're you're absolutely right on that, Mike. You know, if it, it, it may be right on both ends, and maybe both sides have a point on that, but you, you don't see uh, a conservative suing, at least not. Uh, I haven't seen any news on it. Uh, yeah, don't worry, Cherokee. I, I, who's Cherokee in the in the APR chat, by the way? Uh, they keep calling in. Hey, I want to thank them for calling in. I'm just going to keep hanging up on you. Or I'll just keep letting the, the queue, queue line uh, fill up there. Uh, you're boosting our numbers, so you're actually doing us a favor. So uh, keep yeah. calling in as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, but back to what I was saying, uh, it's uh, it, it just – okay, LD, all right. Um, it, it just it's a, it's a matter of fact that um, a liberal will stand up first and say it's not fair – even though they call themselves the more tolerant of uh, the two spectrums. Mike, I think you were getting ready to say something. I was just, I was just digesting everything you're saying. And again, when we founded APR, 
if you go up there and look at the mission statement, that why I founded APR was because I was tired of both sides telling me who I was supposed to distrust, who I was supposed to hate, and everything else. And I have had a standing offer since day one, since the day we went on the air, the first broadcast that's in the archives when we put those back up under the new webpage, you will see it. I invited people from the right, from the left, from the communists, from the socialists, from the anarchists, from the atheists. I didn't care what their point of view was. If they wanted airtime and wanted to structure a properly done weekly show, and by I mean properly done, a serious show, scheduled, you know, willing to obey the, you know, we've got to do station identification and we've got to do breaks and all that other stuff. If they were right. just followers of simple format rules, they could come on and say anything as long as they were civilized when they did it. Every person who applied for a left show started out by screaming and yelling and wanted to do two hours of insulting. That's not what I wanted. I want someone to come here who is, who is a well-spoken uh, person who could represent the progressive point of view. You know, someone like Alan Combs. You know, somebody who was, you know, polite to most of his callers and wasn't abusive and didn't give everybody a new four-letter name. You know, and and so I'm still waiting. That offer is still open here at American Patriot Radio because patriot is not a right wing word. And that's what we started right. out with our mission statement. Exactly. It means a fellow countryman who's willing to stand shoulder by shoulder with you and help you solve common problems for the good of all. That's what it means. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Mike, you probably won't ever see that happening because, uh, again, I called them all out and I said, look, you want to debate us? Come on the show. We'll be more than happy to debate you. Have your facts ready, though, because if not, like I said, we're going to shotgun blast you back into your safe spaces. But as you can see, um, we're all conservatives here. And, you know, we don't agree on everything here uh, tonight. But, you know, for the most part, you know, we can still talk it out and have a good time doing it. But um, I don't think you'll truly ever see that happening because one thing that I've noticed, and I've went to a couple of these uh, uh, liberal shows this week because I wanted to see um, exactly uh, you know, their side, what, what's going on over there. Oh, excuse me. And you're absolutely right. For example, like we have a, a liberal call in, and we've had a few liberals on this show. And not only this, I, I, I've heard of, of a couple of others. I think Kel had a couple call on her show and a couple of other uh, um, on another radio network I was listening to. And they actually sat there and listened to them. They debated back and forth. And well, the lefty, got heated. And instead of attacking the issues, which they have a tendency to do 99.99% of the time, they attack the person. The only defense that they have as a liberal, they attack the person. They get angry. F you. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just a dumb this. You know, I, I use the word libtard for a reason because I haven't had any liberal come and prove me wrong yet. Now, my buddy Rich who happens to be a, a hardcore lefty. He's been on the show a couple of times. He couldn't call in this week. But the Eric guy, who I've called out four times so far, hasn't called in. So uh, he, he don't have a leg to stand on. And he's been out there talking about the whole conservative movement's bullshit and the whole conservative movement's this and and the far right is this, blase, blase. And not and, and this is another thing that they, they fail to do, Mike, is um, – they fail to bring any facts to the table. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, uh, the or their facts are greatly skewed because they don't know history. It, you know, it, Ralph Nader, 
who tends to be a little left, has a great book, and I've got to plug his book. It's called 17 Principles. They're what he learned from his father, who was, Le- who was a Lebanese in- immigrant to this country. Mm-hmm. Ralph, Nader was, Ralph Nader went to college uh, about 35, 40 miles away from where I grew up. He went to the same school. He went to one of the branches of the University of Connecticut. His first day of college, he was the first one to go to college. His father had a bit of wisdom. Ralph was sitting there at the kitchen table at 3 o'clock in the afternoon coming home from college, and his father said, so Ralph, the first day of college, tell me what you learned. And Ralph began to speak, and his father held his hand up and said, stop. Did you hear my question? I want you to tell me what you learned, not what you were told to believe. Right. That's the problem with the left. They all got what they've been told to believe. None of it is based in fact. And, 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 and you know, you can go down the list. For example, I have fun with this one. This is kind of funny and points out something here, a little history lesson. When Trump was elected president, he's going to have the nuclear codes. He's going to go to nuclear war. They said that about Trump. They said it about Bush. They said that about Reagan. They said it about him, right? The mm-hmm. only president to ever drop a nuclear bomb was a Democrat. Was a Democrat, yep. Civil rights was delayed 10 years in this country by Ted Kennedy. It was Civil rights legislation was all set to go in 1958, and it, it was, all that was delayed until 1968 because Ted Kennedy delayed it. Democrat. Right, not to mention Strom Thurmond was a, a, a huge component of that as well. Exactly, and then you, and then you, and the Dixie Democrats—they were known as—they were the ones standing with the axe right. handles, blocking black children from going to public school. They were Democrats. Get down with the mm-hmm. truth, you know. Uh, here's right. another great one I like. You know, they're gonna—he's gonna round up all Americans and put them in internment camps. Well, the only president <laughs> who ever did that was FDR, and he was a Democrat when he did it to the <laughs> right. Japanese Americans. Every yep. time you, every time the left goes off on some rant about some alleged sin of an upcoming Republican, go look at history. The Democrats already done it. Yeah, Who not only that, the, the military. Woodrow right. Wilson. Uh, yep. The Democrats. I was about to say that. Yep. Yeah. And and, and not only know, that, look at what they're doing to Trump, Mike, on what they said about his uh, his his uh, his so-called Muslim ban. Um, mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter did it back in the seventies. Yeah. And and this and, and, and this nonsense about uh, you can't deport 11 million people. Uh, after World War II, Harry Truman deported 4 million people back to South America so that he could create jobs for Americans returning from the war. And this is before we had the interstate highway system, before we had jet air travel. This was putting them on buses on two-lane dirt roads and sending them back over the border. 4 million mm-hmm. yep. in two Absolutely. years. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are right, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. If we put, if we could do that. I mean, logistics is our middle name in America, you know. Yeah. Well, I think the liberals have two favorite words: it's tolerance and judgmental. And of course, the former is a good word for them, and the latter is a bad word for them. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, how many times the whole liberal theology? How many times have we heard, you know, we're tolerant of this, we're tolerant of that? Uh, and, and and come to think of it, the only time they're tolerant of anything is when you agree with them. Mike, oh, yeah, you I, anything? Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Oh no, I was just saying that's one of my main sayings. The every liberal I've ever met is the most tolerant, understanding person that I've ever met in my entire life. As long as you're agreeing with their position. Right, right. Mike from New York, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, the liberals is a complex. I think the schools have really dropped the ball with it. We all know that. 
So you're absolutely right. The other Mike mentioned about, I believe that was Mike that said that, about they have no foundation in history. They have no clue whatsoever in history. And yet it doesn't stop them from commenting it because they're going to bend and twist it to fit their agenda or their explanation or their reality. They, they don't want to hear it. I mean, um, so it's a frustrating battle. You know, we're not going to change them. We're not going to, they don't want to listen to us. Number one, they don't want to hear it. Even when you're using, when you're debating them, I found mm-hmm. that I have to use the New York times or any, a, a liberal newspaper to show examples. Otherwise, if I show anything else, they say, well, that's from uh, Fox News. I'm not going to trust anything they say. They don't want to. They, they just they block it out completely. There's no. Yeah, they definitely they don't the own facts. The only thing that I and I've said this on other, other shows that uh, I've seen the liberals change their minds. I've seen them. It's, it's unbelievable when it happens. But I've seen them change their minds when when we were in the middle of the Northridge earthquake and I had a, a neighbor. We were in Granada Hills. And uh, two weeks or so before the earthquake, I had a neighbor that was a brutal, brutal liberal. And he said that I, as a gun owner, am part of the plague on the United States, on the American society. You're the problem. As a gun owner, a gun collector. And he said, people like you, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. The Northridge quake happened, and we had gang members looting. Right after the quake, they were coming through uh, with pickup trucks. They were looting while people were home. They were looking to see what they could get. And uh, it took a while. We got through to Devonshire Division, and they said they can't help us try Foothill Division to, and Foothill Division. Forget it; they're too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but a- anyways, that neighbor that night came over and knocked on my door and asked if he could borrow a shotgun or something. And I said, "You're the one that told me I was a plague on society." I said, "Number one, you know nothing about firearm safety. You expect me to just give you an ammunition, a, a shotgun, or a rifle, and ammunition? Is something? Are you insane?" Are you nuts? Wow. I said, but now that reality came home to your dinner table, now that you're looking at firsthand, now the reality scares you. Look at you. You're a little scared man. Look at you. He never spoke to me again after that. So he ended up <laughs> moving away. But, I mean, I, I wasn't just trying to be me. Yeah, I was a little bit vindictive. What the fuck? But, I mean, you know, reality, when it comes home, the liberals, then mm-hmm. they get it, then they shut up. 9-11 yeah. here in New York. Liberals climbed under the rocks. You never heard from them. D-Day, oh, yeah. the beaches of Normandy. How many liberals did you see running around? On, did you hear from any of them? No. Even letters no. afterwards? No. No. It was a different world. It was a di- you didn't hear from them. You know, I, so I have, I have no use for them. I know you're saying you'll be tolerant of them, but yeah, all right. Well, I didn't say I was going to be tolerant of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you mean. I said I would... It, it, I would, it, I would I would allow them to try to plead their case, but uh, and, right. and and another thing I said, don't 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 cry if I shotgun blast you back into your safe space. But yeah, right. go ahead, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I'll tell you what. Um, not that long ago, oh, five years ago, 69th Infantry. Uh-huh. Uh, the guys had a welcome home what? thing down in New York City, and uh, I was sitting, I was behind the defect, and I'm talking to a bunch of the guys and. And they were really rip shit. And one of them was saying, you know, you couldn't have done anything, man. You can't touch her. You couldn't say anything. You don't worry about it. This liberal walked up and spit on one of the guys and said, too bad you didn't get killed over there. Ooh. Now, this is New York City. There's a mentality in the cities. Mm. That's son of a bitch. And, I mean, I got wound up, and the other guys were trying to calm down, said, you, can't, you couldn't do anything. Just let it go, man. 
you, mm. you know, you, you, you can't say a word to these people. And the rest of the state or the rest of the country, except for the cities, it's the cities right. where that will happen. That's where the liberals are entrenched. And in her reality, I, even though they won't admit it, they have no use for the military or anything. They're, they're a different breed. Is it the Ritalin? Is it the drugs they've been giving them? I don't know. This generation, I, I have no clue. But right, um, right. I'm not going to be – I mean, I'm 60 now. How much more do I have before – I mean, the new generation is going to take over. I hope they wake up because the world is not the way they envision it. Well, it's funny it's you should world. say that because we were just talking about that not too long ago, about the the newer generation like, coming up, up and coming. And, uh, you know, they're they're liberal. They're all liberal. They're, I mean, there's there's hardly any conservative values whatsoever in that group of folks. And there are future leaders. It's going to be dangerous times when they take over. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, it really is. But, I mean, we have a chance right now with the uh, Department of Justice and everything and having some changes, which is also freaking them out. Another reason mm-hmm. why they're really, really bitter, because they just lost control so much control and all the work they did it's in jeopardy right now in their minds everything's in jeopardy so right right which doesn't bother me that's fine yeah jay you got anything to add no i'm uh i'm right with you guys i mean uh the, the the a lot of the problem is the fact that they're reactionary. They've basically been indoctrinated their entire lives. These uh, new uh, this new generation, uh, they're indoctrinated at school. They're not raised at home. Uh, parenting has been thrown out the window. Um, mm-hmm. Basic basic American values are, aren't taught anymore. Um, you're taught not to love your flag and not to love your country. To be ashamed of what race you are, unless you happen to be a minority, then it's okay. Um, the entitlement, the microwave society where instant gratification is all that matters, it's, it's a scary future. The only thing that makes me feel good, and uh, Sarge, I'm going to reference you as well here, is uh, my daughter and his daughter are of this generation, and they're both conservative. They love conservative values, and um, I have hope that there's other, others like there, out there like them who will eventually be vocal enough to try to keep this on track. Right, right. Boyd makes a good comment in the chat room. He said they're not taught to think, they're taught what to think. And, uh, Boyd, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Let me ask the room, we'll start with Boyd on this. Let me ask the room this. Um, One word, speaking with uh, this one particular uh, liberal uh, this week, uh, one or one statement that he would always try to say was, well, you know what? You have white privilege you wouldn't understand. So let me ask the audit. Let me let me ask everybody out there. Have, have you guys found this white privilege, boy? Is it in Alaska, underneath the snow over there? What privilege? I don't know. I'm working <laughs> my ass off to pay for those people who think I have a privilege. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to find out where the hell that that's at, or what, what is it, Mike uh, from APR? Do you have any under, uh, any idea what what it is, where it's at, I have, where I can I find have some? Your- well, well, you know, first of all, being blind, I don't know what color I am. Okay? And, <laughs> right. and when I hung out with my black friends, uh, I was called an end lover. And when I hung out with my white friends, I was called blind and useless. So I didn't know who wanted me, you know? But uh, wow. I just want to do a quick history thing for Mike. i got to give this a Hey, Mike, not only on D-Day were there no liberals, I also hear there were no atheists hitting the shore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. 
I'll t- I will tell so, you this, Sarge. I, I have a yeah, fantasy sure. about hitting one of them great big stupid bazillion-dollar lotteries, and I, I know what I'm going to do with the money. I'm going to start a global foundation where I'm going to buy these MRI machines and put them all over the world and do one study. I want to, put, I want to strap liberals into those machines, and I want to read to them mathematics, scientific facts, and true history and see what part of their brain doesn't light up. But you know what I'm afraid of? We're going to find out to be liberal as a mental disorder, and under Obamacare, it's a pre-existing condition. We'd have to pay for their care. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Hey, right. they're, 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 hey Mike, their brains yeah. would light up. They would, they would light up like an explosive charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Mike from New York, you fighting white privilege in New York City? <laughs> Well, actually, the other day I was down having a latte with the boys. I, I think it's a wonderful thing. I think we should. What? I'm sure if I went down to New York City, nah, they'd, uh, I, I wouldn't last long down there. It wouldn't take long for me to get into a discussion. <clears throat> down there. Oh, man. It's uh, no, they're, no. This white privilege is something they. It's another thing they've dreamed up to just justify. Um, you know, in my town right now, we had community voices heard. It's some sort of community voices something or other. It's a group mm-hmm. that I, I sat there. It's not hard to do to track down the financing. Where does the funding come from and everything else? Yep, comes back to Daphne Foundation and Soros and and all this stuff, and they showed up recently in my town, and, and they, they did it at a church. They had a community, and they had community activist organizers show up from all over, and we don't have any of those problems here in this town. It's a small town. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And right. they showed up, and, and they tried. They said, hate is a big thing in this town. What hate? What? 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 And, and so now there's a Facebook page for our town, and and a lot of people are coming in saying, we don't have any issues with the police. There are no racial issues. What are these people doing here trying to stir the pot and create the issues and to mm-hmm. entrench themselves and get themselves established in the town? They thrive on this. They right, thrive right. on it. It's a business for them. So this, this white, uh, this thing about you're being white and you're, you have a, a better chance than somebody else, or white privilege, or anything, it's just mm-hmm. another one of the terms that they use to justify their their agenda and uh, part of the game. It's all part of the game. Yeah. I want to hear more about minority privilege myself, like uh, in, in New York where they're uh, getting rid of literacy tests for teachers because they feel that the literacy test is causing the, um, the diversity of their teaching staff to uh, be more toward the white because a lot of the minorities are failing the test. Now, if we had white privilege, wouldn't we be the ones who uh, they were uh, uh, bowing down and kowtowing to? Uh, no, it's always the minorities. So I, I'm, I'm still looking for this white privilege because I want some of it. I'm trying to find it. I, I posted the link to that in the chat room, the BTR chat room, for that article. Did you see it earlier? Yeah. yeah I, I, really did it. I say that to my favorites. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Look, another thing that I was talking about, another thing that, that, that came across the wires as I was talking, or I was, I was listening to somebody's shows, uh, uh, they are big, um, they hate capitalism. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, Mike, um, what, are you, what are you thinking about the uh, white privilege? I mean, uh, have you uh, had the opportunity to find it? 
I mean, I, I'm I'm still looking for it. Which Mike? Yeah, Mike from BTR. I mean, Mike from APR. APR, you got to get the initials right too. You know, not just the phone I've number. Been, <laughs> I've been say, I've been saying I've been saying that for too long. I've got to get. Hey, it Mike straight. from New York, what's your shoe size? Maybe that's how they could tell us apart. <laughs> <laughs> So how how far back do you stand from the urinal? <laughs> well, anyway, oh, thank God we're on late at night because this is a chill. You know, we do try to be a family network, you know, but every so often it's good to cut up with a bunch of buds, right? Hey, Absolutely. Uh, um, I really, to tell you the truth, uh, I, I in my unique situation, being blind, being born blind and stuff, I, I, me being of the Caucasian race hasn't served me because I'm always judged by being blind, okay? And, I mean, in, in, in pay discrimination and everything else. So I, I'm not sure how I really feel about this. I can feel how somebody feels that they're being excluded. But my big thing is um, we launched APR. We had a show called Who's in Charge? And basically, it was a celebration of solutions for problems based upon one thing. You are in charge of your own life. Yes, you're going to meet ignorant people who will throw obstacles in your way. But ultimately, when you go to bed tonight, you're going to go to bed with a certain set of freedoms because you're blessed to be born in the United States. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you still have those freedoms. If you're not living to the full potential of those freedoms, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Because if you're not in charge of your own life and you're not happy, then you better find out who is in charge, fire that son of a gun, and take back the job. Exactly. And that's the way I feel. And, and, and I look at my own self-empowerment. So this whole white privilege thing, uh, uh, blacks got a one-up because of affirmative action. Uh, I, I see it as just all devices rhetoric. And, of course, it's all right out of the pages of that wonderful book written back in 1956 by Saul Alinsky, Rules for Radical, Marginalize Your Enemy, yep. because that's how you defeat them. Exactly. Hey, how do I sound now, Jay? Am I going across okay? You're still no, you're breaking up, Sarge. Breaking up really bad, Sarge. <laughs> yeah, you, you gave orders like that. Your men would laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I um, I agree. Uh, I agree. No. Reset your voice meter. I did twice. Restart and pop back in. All right. But anyway, as uh, as we were saying, um, the, uh, the the deal with 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 white privilege is the fact that a lot of times you're um, and I mean I hate to say this, but but it's the truth. Um, a lot of times in your in your white neighborhoods, you have a culture of education. You have a culture of if you do something wrong, then you uh, you stand to. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's accountability. Put it that way. I've noticed that in the because I've got a lot of friends that are black. I have a lot of friends that are gay, and I've noticed a lot in the black community. A lot of times, somebody gets in trouble. You know, well, he was a good boy. He didn't do anything really wrong. The police were just picking on him. There's no accountability there, so it's kind of hard to grab yourself and pull yourself up by the bootstraps if you're not given any kind of backbone from the people who are raising you. Well, this is exactly again history. When Lyndon Johnson passed the Great Society which was basically a minority legislation to help impoverished Americans, most of whom were, uh, who were believed to be black Americans at the time. What I call that legislation the great castration, 
because that was the beginning of the end of the black family in the United States because they basically put a bounty on a black man and drove him out of his home because they would pay his woman if she had no man in the house. Exactly. And up until then, if you look at the statistics and the, and the metrics of everything that you would consider a positive role model to have, black families led white families in the United States up until then. They had less divorce. They had more employment. Now, they, now there were some inequities in the amount of pay they earned, but there were more black people working in a family than there were in a white family. Uh, they had more st- a strength for their religious beliefs. They, it just everything that you would could, they, they, they cherished education more and stressed it with their children more than the white families did. And, and it was, it was it, that great society really was the destruction of the black family. And when they proved they could do that, then they began to roll it out by the mid-90s into the white families and into the other families. And that's where we are today in this country. Yep, when you, when you get a culture of relying on the government because generationally mm-hmm. you've all received food stamps and welfare, and they see that, hey, I can live without working, and then I can do my hustle on the street, then that's what they're going to do. That's the way they're raised. That's their, that's, that's, that's their tradition. That's their culture. And, and until that's changed, then th- there isn't going to be any change. So I don't think it's actually white privilege. I think it's the fact that minorities hold themselves down. Yeah, because I, I just don't I especially with all the laws and, and, and the and, and all the uh, federal laws and stuff today about civil rights and everything else, I don't know how anybody can really hold you down. And every you know, I mean and and a, a very wise friend of mine once told me, he said, Michael, he says if one of us can do it, it's proof that any of us can do it. And when you look at people who have picked themselves up by the bootstraps in this country and gone on to be very successful Americans in the mainstream of American life, you can find people of every demographic, you know, every color, every religion, every every every, every belief creed. system, Republican, Democrat, of uh, you know, Libertarian. It doesn't matter. From all parts of the country, you can find people whose lives have been very successful. And then you got to step back and go, what's the commonality? And it comes down to three things. Matter of fact, they did a lecture on this one time, and I don't mean to monopolize the show to lecture, but I isolated oh, no, three things because I began to study success when I was I was raised poor. Okay, my mom was an immigrant to this country. My dad abandoned us when we were kids. He was an alcoholic. I was raised in an inner city housing project, state-run housing project, um, and uh, so I was fascinated. We were all fascinated by wealth. Now back then, wealth was who had a fancy car. Nobody right. in our neighborhood had one, but when one pulled up and visited somebody, we either knew they were being arrested or uh, or they had a rich relative, you know. <laughs> and right. so we, I became fascinated by wealth. So I began to study wealth, and 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 what I noticed is this: every single year since I was 13 years old, and that's a long time ago, it's over 50 years ago, uh, there have been more new millionaires in this country than the previous year. Now, if you look at the last 55 years, you had up stock markets, down stock markets. We had war, we had peace. You had natural disasters, you had terrorist attacks. You had Republican presidents and Democratic presidents. You had Republican-controlled House uh, Congress, uh, Democratic-controlled Congress. You had bumper crops, you had drought. I mean, just every condition you could name has happened, and every year there's more new millionaires than the previous year. So it obviously has nothing to do with who's in the White House, nothing to do with the stock market, nothing to do with anything. So I began to wonder why. 
And as I traveled the country, I was blessed when I was younger. I traveled a lot around the country and worked, and I met some uh, people who had become wealthy and successful. I don't mean just financially successful. I mean they headed up a big church. They uh, had a great family. They had you know just every metric of success that you would hope for your own life. And I found three things that they all had in common. And the first thing that they all had in common was they took ownership of their own life. They were in charge of their own life. It wasn't someone else's responsibility to make them great. Exactly. The second, the second thing was since nobody, and this is the, and this is, I'm talking, I have a Rolodex with several hundred multimillionaires and seven billionaires in it. These are people I know personally that I've met over the years in my travels starting when I was like 25, 26 years old. Um, and the second thing was, since nobody is going to benefit more by your success than you, this is an awareness they had, you will benefit by your success more than anyone else. Who do you think should take on the lion's share of the work that your success is going to take? Who needs to get the education? Who needs to make the commitment to that success? Someone else? No, you do. And that's the attitude they had. And the third thing really research on this. Am I messing you up here? No, not at all. Go ahead. Okay. The third thing that blew me away was every one of them said to me, when you are successful, you must share that success with others. And they said, but, here's the caveat, you must share it with the people who know the first two principles. And before, they, before their path crossed yours, they were living the other two principles. Because it doesn't do any good to share your success with people who haven't accepted the first two principles. That they're in charge of their own life, and the fact that no one will benefit by their success more than they will, that they should be the one pulling the heavy load working toward that success. You're still breaking up really bad, brother. All right, close the show out for me. Okay, absolutely. I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. I want to thank Mike and Mike. I want to thank uh, Boyd and everyone else who called in. Uh, this has been a great show. And uh, like usual, we uh, end this out with a, uh, a final thought. And um, I'm going to go around to each person about a minute. And um, tell me uh, your final thoughts on the, the topics tonight. Um, go ahead, um, Mike from uh, uh, APR. Um, okay. The minimum wage needs to be raised to $100 since it's not going to affect the economy and it would only help everybody make pay all their bills, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> and the other thing is, the other thing is, Stop letting people pigeonhole you and tell you what subgroup, subgroup, subgroup you need to join because if you let them divide you enough, one day you'll find you're standing alone against the rest of the, them who stayed organized when they told you not to be. Absolutely. Uh, Mike in New York, final thoughts. Well, I thought it was a great show tonight. I think we covered a lot of topics, but I, the one thing that should stand as a beacon uh, for all of us this weekend is the fact that it's Memorial Day weekend and Memorial Day is coming up and keep our men and women in your prayers, all of our servicemen and women, those who serve and those that are still serving. Um, so keep them in your prayers. Yep, absolutely. Um, and Boyd, 
Uh, final thought, about one minute. Yeah, I, I, you know, Mike, what Mike said is, is absolutely true about Memorial Day. We did do, the, do a good job on on all the topics, but I want to correct Mike. Veterans Day is the day that we take care of our vets that are living and, and are still serving. Memorial Day, we honor those who did not come home. So, you know, when you're out uh, doing your barbecue or, or something like that, remember those that are still buried on the on the shores of uh, of Normandy, the guys that are uh, still buried in uh, uh, the Arizona, the, the guys know, the that guys are in, in the, un- the guys in the Arizona, right? Those are, all, those are the guys we need to be remember and be thankful. I agree. Thank you so much for that. I agree. And that's what I was going to say tomorrow when you, uh, when you talk to a veteran, if you are a veteran, um, but it, when you get the chance to speak to uh, someone who's given service to the country, don't tell them happy Memorial Day because there's really nothing happy about it. Just tell them thank you for their service because that's, uh, that's the most important thing. And my final thought tonight uh, is a quote from uh, President James A. Garfield, and uh, he says, we do not know one promise these men made. One pledge they gave, one word they spoke, but we do know they summed up and perfected by one supreme act the highest virtues of men and citizens. For love of country, they accepted death and thus resolved all doubts and made immortal their patriotism and their virtue. And I believe that's what we should think about tonight. I want to thank everybody tonight. I want to thank Big Sarge for leading the crew. I want to thank everyone for calling in. And uh, this is The War Room with Big Sarge and J50. Signing off to you guys on Monday for our local uh, Pennsylvania show, uh, for our uh, uh, show on Wednesday to do with uh, conspiracy theories. And I'll see you guys right back here, same bat time, same bat channel, for the War Room Open Topic Saturday. Thank you so much for being here tonight, guys. Loving you isn't the right.